The Spanish announce table. It is Pro Wrestling's best podcast. Tim and Tom here. Kenny hanging out between us. That way, I always forget which way I've got us turned. So that way, I think it looks right when I pull up. Or maybe it's wrong. I don't know. The Jeff Jarrett shirt that I'm wearing. Why am I wearing a Jeff Jarrett shirt? I certainly don't really like particularly want to be wearing a Jeff Jarrett shirt. But I think we've agreed that the punishment, at least until further notice, for losing predictions, pay-per-view predictions, which we have to do today, is both wearing the shirt uh, on the next show. And I think I just instituted a new policy and on the next pick show. Right? I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Right. Here's the other thing, too is uh now that uh it seems as if aw pay-per-views are gonna be ramping up uh more chance for uh that shirt to hot potato now obviously it won't it'll stay with you but you, the you. prospect of it hot potatoing has increased we've but, done yeah. this before i lose the first one and then never lose again i don't know if that's true <laughs> yeah. I, don't know if we can, I don't know i don't know if that's gonna I don't know if that's going to stay the same anymore, you say. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. We do have predictions coming up because AEW full gear. The gear is in full, Tom. Full gear coming up this Saturday, November uh, November 18th, live on pay-per-view or your fight TVs or whatever you want to do there, right? However you get uh, your Mm -hmm. AEW stuff. Mm -hmm. We're going to predict the matches and uh, we'll play our fun game of predictions, and we'll talk about why I look so good in a Jeff Jarrett shirt that Tom won't look as good in when he wears it next week. Well, because I won't wear it. Because <laughs> you won't wear it. Oh, because I'll wear it. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. All right. I tell you what, though. If, if you're going to wear it, I swear to you, I'm going to wear this around while I do, like, you know, chores around the, around the property here. I'm going to sweat it up, and I'm going to leave it in the back seat of the car. Just must it up real good for you and drop it off. I'll bring it right to your front door. Well, that's nice. I appreciate that aspect yeah, of it. Yeah. But you won't be having yeah. to come out. You could come here to my front door, by all means, hang out. But uh, you don't need to bring the shirt. Yeah. Hey, so yeah, we fun. got a fun night. Speaking of AEW upcoming full gear, one programming note, if you didn't catch it on last night's Dynamite and you are a big fan of AEW like we are, uh, remember that Friday night, AEW Collision will come to you 7 to 9 p.m. in the one true time zone, Arrowhead time, Mahomes o'clock. And then Rampage will be on at its normal time of 9 to 10. So you're getting three hours Friday night before the pay-per-view on Saturday night, which we all know is seven and a half hours. So a lot of AEW coming up. Feels weird. I get you know, you already taped one of them, so why not show it, mm. right? Like, no, it's it, no, it's oh, Rampage is live too. Rampage is live as yeah. well. Oh, I thought it was the one they taped. They were going to show it like as well, right? Like, no, with the I collision think, or whatever. I got you. I I think because I'm looking at their website, it's you can get tickets and it says AEW Collision slash Rampage. So I believe it's three live hours of AEW programming. All right, Collision Age or whatever the fuck we're going to yeah, Collision this. Age. All right. Collision age. Cage. All right. Oh, it's cage. It's That's cage. They like cages over there. More on that. Hey, Tom, we're going to talk all about that, but we're also going to talk about AEW Dynamite. Normally, we would do a trip back in time, give you see a little what happened on this day. Uh, real honest, 
too busy today. Didn't have time to whip it up. So we've got enough with our picks with an AEW mm-hmm. Dynamite review to give you a solid mm-hmm. show here. Uh, and uh, it's a reminder that uh, you can deal with it because it's a free podcast, which means you should help it be slightly less than free. Give us a donation maybe. Go on to our website, SpanishDownStable.net. There's some PayPal, some Cash App links. Or, 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 or you could buy a T-shirt. You could also use that SpanishDownStable.net. Find the link up there. It says buy a T-shirt. It'll take you to Pro Wrestling Tees. And get a Spanish Downs Table shirt, of which I'm not wearing because I'm wearing a Jeff Jarrett shirt, which you could also get at Pro Wrestling Tees. I would suggest getting ours. Get both. If you like Jeff Jarrett that much, get both. Or play along. If you mess up both. the picks with us, well, with Tim, you could wear it Ooh. on the next thing and send us a pick. How about nice. that? That'd be fun. Yeah, so there's there's all kinds of ways you can support us. Or you can just tell your friend, parentheses S, right? You know, maybe mm-hmm. some of you have two. Maybe some of you have to. We don't. What? That's why we're here trying to talk to you because we want you to be our wrestling friend. So if you're live watching us now, which at least 50,000 people at least, I think maybe you're watching us live. That's what I see here. That much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that's a dollar sign in front of it with a built Anyway, so Tom, Tom, let's talk about some wrestling. We had eight of, or is there anything interesting going on in Tom's life that we need to address? Like, do you have to, uh, you know, address the crowd? Do you have to? No Germany Those trip. Those are the secrets no. that you've been hiding. You know? Yeah, no Germany trip. Done with radiation. Done with chemo. Uh, got an MRI to check if it's grown or shrank. Uh, Fingers crossed there. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, nothing going on. How about you? No, same here. Yeah, nothing nothing too crazy. Just living the life and watching the wrestling, right? To take yeah. my mind off of living the life when, when need be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most particularly the AEW Dynamite. So, Tom, I'm excited to talk about that before we – it's the go-home show, right? Before we make our predictions for AEW Full Gear, we had to watch the go-home show. If I'm being real honest, as far as go-home shows go, is it kind of – Well – now that I said that programming note, the true go home show is tomorrow night. So that's the interesting part is we're doing this. There could be more matches and stuff because let's talk about the first match and unmatch that from the fallout of this. I think we're going to see at the pay-per-view, although it's not been announced, uh, but let's kick it off with last night's AEW ramp or excuse me, AEW's uh, col- or dynamite. Jeez, all the shows I'm saying here. It started off with Orange Cassidy and Hook Hook. Taking on the Blackpool Combat Club consisting of Willer Yuta and John Moxley. And before they could even get into the ring, they're fighting on the outside. And we get them knocking, dagging, how's your father? Chaos. And then they get in the ring. I like this match. Tim, what did you think about it? I like the match again, as far as action goes and believability, like all of these folks, I mean, you know, believability, orange Cassidy, but you know what I mean? Uh, you know, the rest of them with, with what's going on, like you always enjoy what's going on They're They're very good at what they do. They know how to kind of mm-hmm. keep the crowd engaged. So all of that was going well. I'm what most stuck out to me as an oddball thing is I love that Taz is allowed to just sell into the fact that like, that's his kid out there. Right. And he yeah. doesn't give a shit about remaining neutral in this. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, no, I tell you what, he's going to fuck him up. He's like, yeah, look at him like that. In trouble now, he's going to kick him in the balls. Well, what I liked about it is the, because, you know, AW's roster is still so young as far as matchups. Like, there's still a ton of matchups we have never seen. And one of them just hit me right in the face with John Moxley and Hook. Those two have never even been in the same ring yeah, together before this. Fun. And here they are. Uh, 
Moxley giving it to Hook, but Hook also getting some suplexes in on John Moxley. I thought that was cool. Um, obviously, it's always fun when Yuta and Orange Cassidy kind of revisit the, hey, I trained you how to wrestle. Why did you leave me kind of dynamic that they have to their relationship or feud, I guess you could say. And then when Moxley and Orange Cassidy are mixing it up, I mean, that's what we're paying the money to see this pay-per-view for because it's going to be fun. Uh, so the end of the match here, we see Orange Cassidy get the orange punch on John Moxley, but Moxley doesn't necessarily no show or excuse me, no sell the, the punch, but he more so does like a, well, I'm tougher than what you brought. Like he, he acknowledged the fact like that fucking hurt, but then he does the, I have the wherewithal to overcome that punch. And you see orange Cassidy, like the life leave his body. And he just is perplexed and dumbfounded. Moxley then takes orange Cassidy out. Yuta then gets the, uh safety belt pin i guess is what they're calling it uh and yuda pins hook which we rarely see a hook loss yeah. clean uh so what'd you think about the uh ending here a lot to take in there right yeah moxley's never sold as <clears throat> the guy who is unfazed right he's right. the guy who it's never enough Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so that was weird. Right. It's, it's never the, like, you can hit me as hard as you want. I'm not going down. It's the, you can knock me down. I'm not down for the three. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it right. ain't done. Right. Like you ain't got me yet. Right. Like you have to kill me before that happens. So that was an oddball one. And then, yeah, the, the hook getting rolled up, which again, the thing that stuck out to me most, honestly, and again, we do this podcast. So that's why it's on the, on the mind here is we got to do something with the hook. We keep calling him the cold-hearted, handsome devil. There's no cold-heartedness going on. He's wearing jack-o'-lantern trunks, which, by, look, he can pull them off way cooler than I did last weekend. But, you mm -hmm. know. I... Well, what I will say is what I think is going to happen on the pay-per-view is I think we're going to get Yuta versus Hook. Now, that might be on the kickoff show uh, or it might be a filler match because we know how Tony Khan loves your 16-plus match card. Uh, but I think that's where we're going. The interesting thing there is Yuda isn't necessarily known as the promo king that's going to bring out, you know, layers to a story. However, he's also the guy that's like, oh, you think you're tough? Do you know what I go through every day? Danielson puts me in the little bell lock for breakfast. Like, that's what I start with. And then Moxley busts my teeth for lunch. And then Claudio uppercuts me for dinner. Like, that's what I have to go through. So fuck you hook you ain't that fucking good so we'll see if that brings out a different aspect of hook because past feuds with hook have always been hey hook you're not that cool you're not that good this feels more like a oh you thought you had it hard because taz is your dad fuck you like a i'm tougher than you it's more of like a puffing my chest out more than a this guy ain't that good it's a different dynamic yeah. so maybe that brings something out of hook I guess I'm just not really concerned with who's the gruffier badass between Hook and Wheeler Yuta. You know what I mean? Like I just I need well, more. Well, they're gonna, yeah. You know, but I guess challenging Hook's toughness is the aspect that I'm interested in because True. because on one hand Hook could be like, yeah, all right, cool, you got Claudio Moxley and 
uh danielson as your mentors that are beating the shit out of you he's like i grew up in the he could say this he could be like i grew up in the red hook six, section of brooklyn new york with taz as my dad where i had to watch sabu damn near kill him yeah three times a week like that was my so, that was my so son to me, saturday morning cartoons a couple things about hook that i think that we need to again cement and establish more one well yeah. i think what has got hook over is hook's cool demeanor and his approach to things so that mm-hmm. needs to be hammered a little more, right? The competency of his skill set in the ring is noted, right? Like, we sell him as, like, hey, he's got it, right? Like, so I picture more Dean Malenko-esque in that, like, you ain't touching him because he grew up in a, in a you know, on an MMA floor, like, close to Stu mm-hmm. Hart-esque with Taz yeah. here, probably taking him down and damn near molesting him, stretching him around on the goddamn floor down here, right? Showing him, mm-hmm. here's how you get out of everything. So, like, mm-hmm. that's cool. But, you know, we have yet to at least establish this thing that, like, yeah, he's street fight tough, right? right. Which, again, comes into the cold-hearted, handsome devil stuff, right? I need a guy who's got some street coolness, right? Is doing stuff maybe, you know, your mom is telling you, you know, don't, don't be hanging around with that kid type of stuff. And let's get him a little a little more. I mean, he's got swagger. I don't want to say a little more swagger, but a little more, I don't know, a little more well, detail the, to this yeah. character. Yeah, open up the character here. That's what it is. Is you, you've yeah. done enough with what you've done. Now we need to see the next chapter yeah. and what Hook is. And that's what I mean. Like yeah. I don't like so if he beats Wheeler Yuta here, which I mean he should. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, again, if this is a match, and you know, if this becomes a match, Tom and I will make sure we cement our picks on the side. But let's say it is, I would say Hook would have to win that. But I just again, like if it's just because like, all right, we proved Hook's tough. You know, like I, I mean, I guess I thought we already established that. Yeah, I mean, I also wouldn't hate necessarily a hook runs the gauntlet of Blackpool Combat Club, right? Like Mortal Kombat style, where he starts with Yuta, then he goes to Claudio, then he goes to Danielson, and then Moxley's the, you know, king boss that he has to get through. It would give uh, the Blackpool Combat Club something to do. And again, remember, it was established to, like, show these young kids how to be something, right? So if they challenge that he's not something, he's like, fuck you, I ain't. Chips, right? right? And then they're like, bitch. Mm -hmm. Chips out of yeah, and then Blackpool Combat Club, after the whole gauntlet that he runs, could be like, all right, you're ready. And he's like, I'm not joining you. I beat yeah. all of you. Why? You know, could yeah. be something like that. That would be fun. Uh, all right. Just did so it for let's the keep chips. Right, like, yeah. In the back of <laughs> uh, All right, let's keep it moving. So after that yes. match, we get into what was probably the most fun on the show. Uh, made me put my phone down. I watched it twice. And that is the face-to-face confrontation. Oh my God! I watched this Swerve four times. Strickland and <laughs> Hangman Adam Page. Now, the caveat here is there is a no contact clause. If they were to fight, the match would be off, and they would be suspended for the rest of the year. So I like that. That gives it stakes of like you just can't ignore this. We really have consequences to these. Well, we're to establish this is unpaid, right? As we're to believe in kayfabe. You get paid for your fights, right? You have a base thing or whatever, but like your bulk of your money comes from winning these goddamn matches, right? Mm-hmm, winning titles right. and winning some matches, selling some merch, but like you gotta win these matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're, you're not a prize fighter, fighting, well, yeah, and if you're, you're not no fighting, you're not making yeah. money. Yeah, right. So out comes uh, Prince Nana and uh, Swerve Strickland. First, they're walking out doing it. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed he's adding the jumping more when yeah. he like jumps into a circle? I like that. That's good. Uh, so we get them coming out. If you're not watching us on the YouTube live, you 
podcast listeners. Uh, you have you're missing some. You're missing the Jeff Jarrett shirt. You're missing my white guy dancing, my middle aged mm-hmm. white guy dancing, nonetheless, which mm-hmm. is always the best. You're missing all of that, you podcast listeners. And believe me, we love you, you podcast listeners. But live every week, exactly seventeen ish Thursday mm-hmm. nights. Uh, you should watch this. But anyway, yeah, Tom, back into this thing. This thing was so cool. God well, damn let me it, get I'm to excited it. to talk about Let this. me get to it. Okay, let me get to it here. No, so I'm so excited. Off, Dwarf comes out. First observation I had is he looked strung out. His eyes were really darkened around, like, the pupils and the, yeah, swerve, the Swerve's a mental game, right? Something's up. Some, yeah, Swerve's been having some late up. nights. Is that partying or is he, you know, something on the mind? What's up with Swerve? Well, right? Hangman then comes out next, and there they are. They're standing in the ring together. And Tony Schiavone has the mic. Swerve Strickland just grabs it out of his hand and then brings it to his mouth to start his promo. And then Hangman takes it out of his hand. And here we go, Tim. We get Hangman going scorched earth on Swerve Strickland. And boy, did he play the hits. We got the you're fired from WWE. Your fiance left you. Your kids left you. uh, You're using... The embassy, guess what? Prince Nana is actually using you. And then we get all the other fun details about this. What did you think? Obviously, you're very excited to talk about this, of the promo battle between Hangman and Swerve. Again, this, you can't do this with every feud because it ruins it. But pulling out the, you guys aren't legally allowed to touch each other, right? Not only is the match off, Mm -hmm. you're fired or or whatever, right? Or you're sued, right? All that kind of shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just, I hope these guys stay rivals forever, right? Whatever happens here, right? We'll make our predictions, so stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. But just the animosity that feels so real in the room with these two, right? And Hangman is selling this. And, and Swerve, like you said, being given the right act of everything that sucks about him as a human being, and he's taking great offense to it, right? Like, he's selling this as like, you motherfucker, I will murder this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I can't, cause I can't touch you. Right. Um, and in the line of the year with him talking about Nana and he was like, he's using hangman. you, right? He's making money. Yeah. Hangman t- talking about Nana. He's like, he's using you making money off of your back. He's like, and then he uses that money in the hotel lobby and buying weed from a high school kid. And the crowd goes nuts. And I love that Nana sells. He's like, that's not true. <laughs> right? He's like, no, that's not true. <laughs> like, bullshit. And then he was like, and then he's like, after I kick his ass, Nana, I'm going to kick your ass and I'm going to steal your weed. And I just fucking lost, right? Because then we got a steal his weed steal chain, his which weed. I wish would have went longer. Because yeah. the point I made to you, right, is, you know, a lot is made between right now WWE, AEW, right? And we are a very, mm-hmm. mostly strictly AEW uh, podcast unless you know you the fans want to bring up a discussion talk about wwe but because the kind of the reason is like i'm not getting that over there right i'm not getting a no. steal his weed chant no. and brother if you don't want to steal his weed chant in your wrestling then like we can't watch the same wrestling right right exactly right yeah how great no, was this promo though right like and i love that nana's like no you're not gonna do that <laughs> right like he's like just run around pissed and just the the extra caveat of this at the end, the, the beautiful part of this is, and he's like, all right, so bitch, I can't, like, I can't beat you up, right? 
But he said, I can't beat this guy up, right? And starts beating down on Nana, right? Just fucking, and you see Swerve, like, go to help his friend, right? But realize, ah, fuck, right? And then he's stuck in this helpless. So now Hangman, like, lit you up, embarrassed you in front of everybody, and makes you look like a bitch. You can't help your fucking guy, right? And you're just standing there, right, like, calling for help. God, this was great. I can't wait for this match. This is probably going to steal the show, I think. I would think so, too. Yeah, and one of the lines I like, too, is how he said he's the judge, jury, and executioner, and he's going to take him to the pits of hell because whose house? Swerve's house, and it's in hell. I thought that was great. Now, the thing that I love about social media is when wrestlers use their social media to use it to further storylines. And Swerve Strickland, about an hour ago, posted a photo of Hangman cutting him down, But he says here in a tweet, he goes, people aren't noticing there are no more bedazzled butterfly jeans, no more ponytail, no more, no more stars on shirts. I've changed the hangman. He talks about taking me down to hell. He doesn't realize he's already there with me and he's enjoying it. And I'm like, God damn, that's a great retort right now. Again, social media and all of that. So he couldn't really say it to his face, but Yeah, but I also like some of that really about fun. the hangman. I like the butterfly jeans and the, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there's but, a time and a place, right? There's well, a time and if you and a notice, place. last week when he attacked Swerve, uh, he was wearing all black, hitting him with a chair and doing all that. And then this week, he's also in all black, you know, ah, cutting the bullshit. See, and I'm glad up. you said that because we're going to, I'm going to bring that up later, right? Hangman, okay. even, even staying in the same character mode he's in, not even changing his character really. Mm-hmm. Knows there's a time and a place to not be wearing the bedazzled butterfly jeans. Right, exactly. And it's time to get in all black. Yes, which uh, we'll talk about a quick uh, backstage segment, and then I'm going to bring that up as far as wearing the appropriate attire when yeah. the character demands yeah, I think it. you're in the same place where I'm at, yeah. Uh-huh. So before we get there, though, we go backstage. Uh, again, a hangman hits the buckshot lariat on a, a security guard, swerve. Uh, retreats out. That's the end of the segment. Then Big we go back to security guard too. Oh, was that guy mm-hmm. like seven four? Yeah, maybe. Fucking two nine. Uh, who, who can tell? Big yeah, guy. I don't think yeah, anymore. Yeah, guy. I don't know if we can tell height anymore. Um, yeah. but we go backstage and it's Roderick Strong in the kingdom, and Strong wants to call Cole, and just like last week, hey, he shows up right on the screen. Love that about technology. Um, and Adam Cole's chilling in bed. Looks like he's sixty-two years old. Apparently, surgery put ten years on his fucking career. Yeah. Can't shave um, apparently when you have ankle yeah. surgery. Did you know that? Oh well, yeah, yeah. Trust me, yeah, that motherfucker. I had a fucking neck collar on for nine weeks. You know how much I wish I could have shaved. Yeah. Uh, Strong tells Adam Cole though. He goes, he knows who the devil is, and it's definitely Max. And Cole says, this is tiresome. Maybe it's you, Roderick Strong. And uh, Strong says, nah, not on his life. Max is the devil. And then Adam Cole hangs up. Now, I did not catch this in real time, but I did send you the video afterwards. But Roderick Strong says he is referring to MJF, but he points at Adam Cole and says, and he's the devil. And you could take it in real time as, well, he's referring to MJF because that's who he's talking about. But if you just take that video and show the nonverbals with the words, it's right to Adam Cole. And that's a big theory that Adam Cole might be the devil. So what did you think about this quick segment? I love this storyline. 
I love the who is the devil storyline, right? I love a whodunit, not when it's just forced, right? Like, there's a lot of right. angles. And this one's great because there's so many angles that, like, if any angle makes it entirely different, right? Makes it an entirely mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. plot, right? So, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Like, I watched the show after you sent me that segment, right? So I already kind of seen that. So, yeah, I'm not really sure where we're going with all signs right now lead to the easiest answer and the most, you know, storyline fitting answer is Adam Cole. Right. And so like yeah. law of averages, my data miners tell me like you, if I'm betting, you would go with Adam Cole, but well, I feel like also, because that's the easiest, right? Pro wrestling tells me what's well, coming here. Where are we going? But sometimes the easiest is the right answer, right? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. one thing that WWE has been a, been a victim of, WCW is definitely a victim of, even sometimes ECW, was they try to outthink you. They try to say, well, actually, Rikishi did it for The Rock. And it's like, what the fuck? Was, what? That makes no goddamn sense. You know what I mean? This is the beauty of pro wrestling. And pro wrestling lost its way for a while after the attitude era and it's it's because how great austin mcmahon was and how great mm-hmm. the nwo were like two of the top five storylines of all time you i think you even did that one of your top fives right mm-hmm. um it just everything became authority versus you know people's champion right yep mm-hmm. and god i can't you can't force that right and man we did for decades mm-hmm. this kind of stuff right who done it who are you with me it's backstabbing stuff it's the soap opera stuff that we seemingly got away from right it's it's who's helping who strange bedfellows right like who's got a goal that they're willing to stab somebody in the back for right like this kind of stuff is excellent and i love it i just love it i don't care where we go at this point now as long as it delivers something impactful right right that's the thing though is i just don't want Tony Khan or whoever the decision makers are, Brian Danielson or whatever it may be to, to be going, Oh, well, you know what the crowd expects? They expect I'm making this up. They expect Roderick strong. So you know who it's going to be? It's going to be Ryan Nemeth. And you're like, what Ryan Nemeth? Why the fuck is it him? It's going to be horn swoggle. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the tried and trooper. WWE doesn't know what to do and let's end this shit. It's always horn swoggle. Yeah, we'll watch it be Hornswoggle here. That'd be funny. He's sitting on someone's shoulders. Hey, hey, is he well-respected by all AEW fans? Just just throwing that out there. Is he, quote-unquote, would Tony Khan think he's well-respected by all AEW fans? Well, there was an announcement. There Uh was an announcement that there's going to be a signing at full gear of the newest uh, talent acquisition. So we'll get into that when we get to our picks. Do a it's fun little swoggle. bonus pick. It's hard. Well, let's swoggle. get into uh, that pin I put into our topic uh, earlier, and let's get back to it. Next up, we have a rivalry as old as time. Red versus blue. We have sky blue versus red velvet. And here, where, as you had mentioned, with Hangman, he knows when it's appropriate to wear butterflies on the jeans, and he knows when it's appropriate to wear all black. And you got sky blue here with uh, the crazy yeah. eye makeup and the Scooby-Doo gear. What in the flying Yeah, because the demeanor is fine, right? She's selling that fine. Like, slow, creepy walk. Like, focused. Focused, but like, almost like, begrudgingly so, right? Like, all right, I guess I have to murder this person now. Well, you know, it feels like, to all me that's like fine. The- 
Yeah, it feels to me that the character is slowly transforming, which is a natural progression. It wasn't just got yeah. mist in my eyes, now I'm spooky. It was the Which is great. I well, it's like the I wink at the yep. at the top of the entrance. Well, now I don't really wink as much. Right. I used to jump on the day, but now right. you know, so I love Which that is great. Part, but then But it's time to get rid of this. The the only thing I changed there is then like it's it's fitting, right? She's like I said, kind of kind of almost out of it. I want to bring up Festus, right? But kind of like in a dark way, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a haze becoming yeah, haze. over her, right? <laughs> and so that means no gear. You for you didn't bring the gear. You didn't think about bringing the gear. You're just in your street clothes, right? Like oh, I thought you wanted her naked. She's just. No, well, I mean, it doesn't everybody, and that the problem that we were having before is that like everybody liked well, it because she was she, half naked. I think she but, thinks like, you, you want her naked, but like, so, like, just it's not gear, right? Like, you didn't have your Scooby Doo gear because, like, again, you're in this haze, right? Like, you're in your hoodie and your jeans, right? Like, and and your eyes are blacked out, and people are like, you didn't bring your gear, and she just doesn't even answer him, right? Like, that's how you kind of sell that, right? So, again. If Julia Hart's going to have a flock, cool, right? And I think we're getting there, so I don't want to hate it too much. It's a detail that is missing because it's not that it's just not dark, mysterious gear. And it's not that it's just Scooby-Doo gear. It's bright, neon, green, like overly done Scooby-Doo gear. Cartoonish. Yep. And it's just silly. It's just... And... Let's drop the blue. It's sky then, right? Because if you go creepy dark, we can't be calling you sky blue. Right? Yeah, something. Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know if a name change yet, but yeah, sky. I get what you're saying. Something. something. We'll see. But she ends up winning this. It's a fun match. I think Red Velvet is still underrated. The thing about Red Velvet that is a little bit aggravating from a if you love her standpoint is she's always the other person. So if you recall, Jade Cargill's first match was a tag team match when it was Jade and Shaq versus Red Velvet because she was filling in for Brandy Rhodes, who was pregnant, and Cody Rhodes. And Red Velvet took the pin. Then Jade Cargill becomes TBS champion. Well, she's got a baddie in Red Velvet. Red Velvet then breaks off to then become her own uh, individual and, you know, a breakout star. And she loses to Jade Cargill. And then she comes back from this big knee injury. Here's her opportunity to be the third woman on a pay-per-view title match. And she loses to Sky Blue. And so it feels like, man, you got something. I'm not saying top shelf, but you have a potential another star. And and it's a star who isn't white, which would be cool. You have a solid rotational piece here that could be one of those like, Top of the mid card, bottom TBS of the upper champion. card, easy money. Yeah, easy money. And the one thing I will say about Red Velvet is I think, right, ring work is fine there, tells a story just fine in the thing. I think it's a little one note with the with the whole, I don't know, the walk, the presentation, the swagger. It's always I that like that you're doing right now, right? It's the swirl of the cup, and, and I haven't seen any other emotion other than that yet, right? So, And part of that is we need a storyline, right? We don't have right. well, a whole lot part. of women's storylines going around, so I'm not blaming her necessarily for that. Yeah. I just It's time. Like, yeah, like let's throw her something. Let's get her in something meaningful that has TV time with vignettes and promos besides just these matches, right? Well, and I also think uh, kind of staying with Red Velvet here, because, again, Sky Blue gets the victory. She's the third participant in the TBS championship match, which we'll give our picks to a little bit later. But with Red Velvet... You know, 
one thing that you could potentially say is, hey, so Jane Cargill got the rub off of Red Velvet to be, you know, the TBS champ and the mid-card badass. Well, she's gone. So now you have to, like, make it Red Velvet's worthwhile or else then she's going to leave. Like, peeking behind the curtain, you got to say, like, here's a bone. You can move on something because we had you lose to someone who then didn't really give a shit about our company. So here's your chance for being that team player to then you getting some shine. So... That's all I'll say, but sky blue gets the victory. And then we go backstage. Actually true. We don't get to go backstage. We get a video package of Miro and Miro says, CJ Parker brings out the worst in her with all of this, you know, accolades and wanting these championships. But guess what? CJ also brings out the worst in me. And so then he calls out Danny Garcia and says on Friday night, Danny, you are going to pay. I don't pray to God, but you should. Oh, great, line. great line. And I love that Miro is back on my TV doing Miro things. Like mm. that's always positive. Um, no way in hell should Daniel Garcia beat a Miro at this time, but I think you should give mm. one hell of a match, right? That we're all like, holy shit, that Daniel Garcia is something special. We're going to get some dancing on Miro that enrages him, right? That's um, I, I want that. I want kind of a back and forth, back and forth. We're doing all the stuff. Let's say Daniel Garcia hits a big drop kick and then he gets up and then he starts to do the dance. And then Miro is like, I am going to kill you now. Yeah, just this was going rage. to be a wrestling contest. This was going to be a wrestling contest. Yeah. And now He's you literally cross go, the line yeah. <laughs> and then just stomp on the back. Does the mirror and then CJ should come out and like, let him go. And then because she brings out the worst in him, he should just be like, no, <laughs> just like Miro's going to be so court. mad about him dancing on him. He's going to throw a chair on him, but I mean a chair with a fan in it. He's going to pick it up and mm-hmm. like, throw yeah. the whole fan at him. Come and throws that up. Yeah. So we'll see that match on Friday night. Uh, again, the collision episode will be Friday night, seven to nine in the one true time zone. Uh, all right. Next up, we stay backstage and we get, mariah maria mariah mariah may and she's Nailed with it. rj city is that what it is it's mariah i think it's mariah Nailed mariah it. may and she's with rj city Nailed and it. she says oh my god here's tony storm's locker room uh she knocks on the door luther opens the door it goes black and white says who are you gets it shuts the door on her then rj city says i've got this knocks on the door luther opens again hey luther hey i got this mariah she wants to meet tony let us in please Luther says, fine. Here's Tony Storm with, I guess, oranges in her eyes or something. And mm-hmm. she's, you know, relaxing. And Mariah May is going all this fangirl stuff. Oh, I followed you from stardom. You did everything in stardom. So did I. Now you're in AEW. So am I. I'm so excited. And Tony Storm's like, well, it's great to meet a fan. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm also a wrestler. And she's like, you are? Yeah. Get out of here. Just Love dispose it. of this lady. And Mariah May gets all upset and she leaves. And then Tony tells Luther, the butler, contact the head studio director, Tony Khan. I need a tune-up before Saturday's pay-per-view. And so we'll get a match with her on Friday night. It's going to be against this Maria. No, it's against someone else. It's not Maria. But what do you think about the whole segment? The black and white always for Tony Storm, (laughs) all of that stuff. I love it. Even in the, if you look at like the full gear 
promo thing and they have like all the people like all the things she's in black and white and everybody else is in color it's so great and what i love about this too is so she's been doing silent films but obviously with Mm -hmm. this now they could have went that route they could have as soon as she entered into the locker room we go silent film they went more 1930s talkies because you could hear in the background like the audio uh, popping at certain points and things like that. Mm. I thought that was a good uh, trick. Again, I would have went yeah. full. I would have went full silent movie where Mar- Maria or Mariah May is talking, but then you see the like the title yeah. cards of it. That's what I would. I just up. if we're doing Tony Storm like this for a long time, like I don't know if that's that's man, <laughs> like that's a lot to do forever. Um, I know. Fucking I put it in the effort. If you want to be fucking about it, put in the effort. Yeah, I love that. Like, everything's color. Almost like Wizard of Oz. This is that door opens and then just yep. bam. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, good stuff. Interested to see where this goes. I don't know if this is going to be friend or foe here. I'm going to guess friend for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, going to be like a lackey of some sort, some way, right? An understudy. Yeah, is that what it is? Understudy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could you can study Stunt my part. double. Oh wait a minute, then we're going maybe ah maybe maybe for a week, but I don't want it to be Ms. Ms. Dow. But yeah, I get what you're, yeah. yeah. Don't go Ms. Dow, but one week maybe. Yeah, I don't need Ms. full Ms. Dow where every movement is being done. Yeah, but yeah like yeah. it's the like mid match. It's like Try, cut. Oh, that's if, you're if in. you roll reverse. <laughs> well, no, or even or even if you do roll reversal, right? So it's Luther. This is what I would do as you build out the relationship. One week, it's Mariah May, and she's wrestling. Luther and Tony Storm go out there in her corner to study her performance, right? That's the whole thing. And she's doing her moves, doing her moves, but she's not really getting the girl out of there in time that Tony thinks, right? So she calls cut. Luther distracts the ref. Tony Storm hits the sweet cheek music on this, you know, jobber, and then mariah gets the pin and then tony storm gets the celebration because she actually did you know what i mean and do that but like call cut during her match and like yes like that. yeah stuff like that that'd be great yeah, yeah they like like luther comes in and clears everything out right and dusts yeah. everything off and then she comes in and she's mm-hmm. like, action and then she right. Like, right goes and, the- and to your point the role reversal too where tony storm's like i've had enough of this cut stunt double mm-hmm. mariah may comes in she does yep. her finisher and then, yeah that would be yeah. fun that would be fun See, the role reversal of that, too, would be like, so when we're cutting and now Tony Storm's coming in, Luther clears everything off. He dusts everything off. He gives her a sip of water. Like, everything's cleared out. And then she begins when it's the other way. And she's like, I'm done. Maria comes in. He literally just, like, kind of, like, helps toss her in the ring. And he's like, get in there. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> get in there, lady. What? what? And they're like, hurry up. Action. Go. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. But I do like how she refers to uh, Tony Storm, that is. Uh, refers to Tony Khan as the uh, studio director. I thought that was really mm, yes. good. Not just, you know, the CEO. Nope, studio or director, studio right? Director. This is a studio. It's all. Perfect. So again, how meta are we getting, right? She's like, we're we're watching a, a fake universe, but she's in a fake universe in the fake universe. This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very fun. Uh, all right, then we get into the ring, and this is really quick. Uh, I think the highlight of this next match between Samoa Joe and a guy was the walkaway spot where Samoa Joe walks away from this guy and the guy midair is like, what are you doing? You fucker. Yeah. And he lands face first too. He's a motherfucker. That, that was guy, great. Great job. Cause too, cause like forever they're gonna be like, 
I know this guy. And they're going to be like, that's the guy who yeah. <laughs> did the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was funny. It. Very oh. funny. Good stuff. Joe obviously gets the victory here. Then he gets on the microphone and he essentially says, hey, MJF, I'll still be your friend. But know that your time is running out. You don't have this offer long standing. This is coming up sooner rather than later. And then he says, Joe is inevitable. And that's it. That's fun. Right. Yes, yeah, so Joe is inevitable. You know, Joe's tied into the MJF storyline, and the, and the MJF storyline is is very heavily sauced with this, who is the devil. And and I, I wish we'd go back in time in the first attack. We didn't show the devil full body, right? Because we've already cut out Samoa Joe as an option of the devil because we're like, well, Samoa Joe was three times the size of the devil that we saw, right? It's not yes. to say it has to be that. But people will say something if it's like Samoa Joe is the devil, right? Um, which I don't think, based on what we've seen so far, Samoa Joe is just out to get his, right? He doesn't have a sinister plot. He's a gun for hire if you need him. He's like, you got some problems with this devil character. If you need me to fuck that guy up, I'm, hey, that'll mm-hmm. make it easier to get my shot, then let's do it. So, yeah, interesting to see where, like, again, this felt like spinning the wheels with Joe here, but, like, fine. It still feels... Uh... <laughs> I guess we'll talk about it now. There's no, I'll talk about when I bring up who we think the devil we do is picks because okay, right. yeah, because I think it'd be fun just to do a bonus pick of who do we think the new signing is? And then who do we think the devil is? Right. Um, but with that being said, uh, we move on. Let me get back to the thing here. Uh, and we get a tag team match. We go, we stay in ring and we get the young bucks. Well, actually hold on before that. Do we get something? No, we don't. It's a, that's after. I got my notes mixed up here. Uh, next up, though, we get the Young Bucks versus Commander and Pinta. And here's what I'll say about the Young Bucks. So this match was paint by numbers. Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros, except for obviously it's Commander instead of Ray Phoenix. We get all the fun stuff. Towards the end, we get, as you see here on our one shot, a good old kick to the dick from Nick Jackson and then another kick to the dick from Matt Jackson. I believe it was. And the young bucks win thought it was all fine. Here's what I'll say though. Going back to the first match, how I said it was interesting and intriguing that we got to see Moxley and hook in the ring together at the same time. I'm about done with young bucks and luchadors specifically lucha bros and surrounding commanders and stuff i want to see the young bucks in there with a tag team that we haven't seen before exactly so again if this was homecoming for the young bucks young bucks then for homecoming we're gonna put them up against one of their arch rivals the lucha bros Okay. okay i get it but it isn't so now we got like kinda the lucha bros yeah like yeah, I don't. Nope. Right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's I'd hard rather because... have that tag team that talks about eating ass, right? Whatever that tag. Oh team is. yeah, yeah. The um, well, they used, used to be, to be bear country, bear right? Country, yeah. But yeah. Now they're like swole and strong or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, them or someone because you know we we've mentioned it a handful of times, but at one point this was the strongest tag team division in all of pro wrestling, and now they're kind of on their last leg. Yeah, nothing going on. It's difficult yeah. to be. Yeah, saying, oh, bring in this tag team. But they're, I, I know we could, the workhorsemen would have been better, right? JD Drake 
and uh, Anthony Henry, put them in there with them. Kick J.D. Drake in the dick. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just tired of the Lucha universe, for lack of a better term, versus the Young Bucks. We just got to do something different because it feels too familiar. It's, oh, oh yeah, and then we're going to do the kicks. Yeah, they could have went against the Gates of Agony. Yeah, even better. Something, just something different. Yeah, but we also get the spinning back elbow to kind of give it to old Jericho. Um, And the Young Bucks get the victory. What's up with the Young Bucks' dad? That guy was creepy. Well, he's a young, he, he's an old buck. Of course he is. Their fucking whole family's creepy. They had a wrestling ring in their backyard. That's a that's a red flag for me. Even if you're a wrestling fan, you're like, are you a wrestling ring in my backyard? Yeah. I'm hanging out with you. Um, then we go backstage. The young Bucks cut a backstage. I mean, unless you're trying promo. to sell it. If you're like, listen, I got this. You want to buy it? Like, I'm like, all right, well. No. But even then, I'm like, what do you got it? I'm like, why do you have this? When did you buy it? Why do you have it? Yeah. Yeah. Trampoline is about as far as I go. Yeah. All right. You did wrestling moves on trampoline. Okay. Well, shows you're making videos. It's a little yeah, different I mean, here. Yeah. We're in, no thanks. Oh. Uh, but we get Young Bucks backstage <laughs> and uh, they're like, hey, what's up with you guys? And they're like, oh, I guess we're going to have to do things our way. And then Kenny Omega's upset. He's like, hey, is this what we're going to do now? And he's like, yeah remember when we were the most successful this is what we were doing kenny you were also the most successful when you were doing that kind of stuff and he's like guys come the fuck on and uh then chris jericho comes in and the young bucks are like we have no beef with kenny it's with you jericho you piece of shit you know and all of a sudden we get a little scrimmage scuffle uh and they get pulled apart and we'll see that match at the pay-per-view again picks coming soon uh, after that, we get back in the ring, another squash match. It's the guns versus some guys. And then they say, guns up. We're going to kill you, MJF. Right? So, okay. I get that. I, I said this before, I think. I, I get the idea that, like, if, if this was a kayfabe world, it's believable that before a big event, we're doing matches, but we're not doing top-tier matches, right? We're trying to get you to buy a match. These guys are having tune-up matches, right? So this makes sense. But, man, a 30-second squash match is really aggressively annoying. Like, why even put this in here? They could just beat somebody up in the back for the same effect. To a certain extent. I do like... Because one thing that we've talked about, especially when, when Kenny Omega was champion and he would have these matches against, like, Sonny Kiss, for example. Yeah motherfuckers we're on different levels so it shouldn't be this back and forth bullshit right like i i'm not a fan of everyone has to get offense in fuck you now this was 30 seconds there could have been a little bit more wrestling right because it was you want to fight yeah boom 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 throw that guy out hit you with this thing and then we're done could have been referees have more stamina (laughs) yeah but it could have been yeah a tag here you know yes but squashes i'm a fan of because then it shows the hierarchy but this was a one-way traffic yeah i agree with you and also they're they're just um mjf we're gonna get you okay cool um yeah i don't like yeah man these guys i mean i wrote here i'm not supposed to like them but yes well i don't like i don't like them because i don't like them that's x-pac heat it's not like but uh i wrote here uh this could have been an email that's what I wrote about the segment. Um, and then after that, Wardlow gets a video package and he says, MJF, 
I saw fear in your eyes and your time is running out. And here's what I'll say to you, Wardlow. I think there's a reason why you're beating up people in a video package instead of having wrestling matches. And it's because my friend, you ain't it. You ain't it dog. And you're not going to be it with this. So I noticed at the end of his thing, you know, he mentioned the devil a couple of times. And at the end of his little video package, the devil flashed after he mentioned like, you know, your problem's not going to be with the devil or whatever, right? Like discrediting the devil, this flash of him. So I threw at you, I was like, if we discuss the idea that Wardlow is the devil, well, he said he said the devil's going to be his bitch. So that was yeah. what made me kind of said, nah, but maybe. <laughs> Could Wardlow be aligned with whomever the devil is? Potentially. I don't know. There's so many things. <laughs> There's so many things. This is where we discussed, well, if the devil is the devil we saw, it ain't Wardlow. Because this right. was Adam Cole, size yeah. fella, mm-hmm. or lady. Yeah, so yeah, this, this interesting, was... but yeah, Wardlow, like, yeah, again, Wardlow, you sound great in these promos that are pre taped, but no, when we don't. get you out in front of the, the live pal, it kind of goes Sid Vicious. Look at my car, it's, it's just he's, I just, not that he's bad. not it. I'm gonna give him a little more credit, than that. yeah, he's not Sid bad, but man, he's just not it, he's just not it, yeah, he's not it, but let's keep it moving here. Yeah, he's we know get... Jeff Jarrett. But we get a uh, sponsored match. I mean, okay, do whatever you like. We get a sponsored match. Thomas, Jeff Jarrett. Easy, easy, easy. (laughs) But next up, we get a sponsored match. It's the the family. What are we calling them? Are they the family? Are they the the Don Callis family? Oh, the The Don Callis Callis family, family. yeah. Mm -hmm. What are we calling them? Don Callis family. Okay, we have the Don Callis family. Powerhouse Hobbs. Takeshita, Kyle Fletcher, and then on loan from the embassy, Brian Cage. And they are taking on Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, I guess Paul White, and maybe Ibushi. Because <laughs> that's what it felt like. And this was fun. I will say that. It felt fun. Paul White did a choke slam and then did a fun spot on the car, and we never saw him again. Good, because he can barely walk. What is the name of this thing? Like a Ninja Gaiden or something? What is the thing? It's a video game. I have no idea. And it's called Like a something? What the fuck is... Man, I'm not hip anymore. All right, so Tom. Uh, yeah, this was fine. I mean, they had their spots, right? Like, they all got in their fun things. Well, Abushi on a bicycle was funny. I thought Abushi on a bicycle and hitting people, that was fun. But what was, like, earlier in the night, I think we missed the... The old Jericho and Cruz segment walking like they were fucking Reservoir Dogs or Evolution or some shit walking into the goddamn thing was interesting. I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, I mean, this was fine. Again, I just, yeah, yeah. Again, this didn't sell me on, like, anything for the pay-per-view necessarily, right? Like, it was just kind of like, all right, that was fun. Well, this is, yeah, so it was fun. A couple thoughts I had. One, everyone got to do their thing. I thought... Two powerhouse Hobbs kind of looked the best out of everyone because they had to duct tape them, still v triggering them and all that. And he's taking out Paul White. He's taking that. out he's, everyone. 
like yeah. literally affixed to the fucking ropes and, yeah. and still so like, I, thought he, I will kill this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. He looked the best out of everyone here. Uh, the, here's another thing that I'll say. I've been told since forever, it feels like that Abushi's is the best pro wrestler in the world. If not top three. And I'm going to tell you every time he's been in AEW, he looks like Matt Hardy moving out there i I just i don't i i don't know again maybe i'm missing it maybe his best years were in 2018 or something maybe loss in translation is a personality that everybody loves this guy that we don't get well and it's just he's he looks he looks fragile he looks uh like he's got his feet in the mud i just it's not impressive i haven't seen anything that's impressive and here's where, speaking about, hey, let's do something to make you buy the pay-per-view. I thought this was the perfect spot for the Young Bucks to come out and say, oh, Jericho, you want to talk shit to us backstage? Super kicks to you. You take the pin. Now, on Saturday, Jericho and Omega are going to be pissed at the Young Bucks and we get a little bit more juice. That's what I would have done. But yeah, we just get a layup with the good guys winning. And that was it. So... There you go. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Again, it kind of, yeah, it made this, both of their actions made this storyline fall flat for me this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. Both yep. the Jericho stuff that the, he did, the Young Bucks stuff they did, I'm just kind of like, it was fine in its own merit, but it was not really about each other, right? And it was the go-home show for this fight. So, like, why are you guys finding other people not really interacting much? Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So that that's that and now we get to our main event angle because obviously that was the main event but this is a closing promo segment and mjf walks out and he's our scumbag and he talks about how he got to the mountaintop the air is thin and people want him to quit but he ain't quitting and if you think uh that some adversity and everyone coming for him is gonna make him quit well you got another thing coming because he is gonna overcome the odds Yay. Uh, And then one thing that I thought was interesting is he basically alludes to the fact that the devil may be someone from his past because he apologizes to the acclaim for having them get caught in the crosshairs. He apologized before to Adam Cole, even though Adam Cole just jumped and couldn't land. Right. But he still got hurt because he was out there to support MJF. Right. So He's he's like, sorry for, you know, you all getting in the crosshairs of whatever this is that's coming after me. And I know that I've done a lot of wrong and those things are coming back to get me, which makes you think that the devil is maybe someone he's aware of. Like maybe he knows, but doesn't want to tell us because he's not 100 percent sure. But this may be someone from create a pro or someone from MLW days or something like that. Um, So that was interesting. Go ahead. It's Hornswoggle. I mean, if that's your pick, we'll write it down. I'm writing it down right now. All right. Well, good. There you go. Hornswoggle. So then after his promo, uh, Jay White comes out, and he's like, here's your title, bitch. And then he kind of really gives him some truth serum here, right? He says, you know you're not a good guy. We all know you're not a good guy. You said you're the devil. And what did the devil do? The biggest trick is to prove that he never existed. You know, he's all this stuff. 
And MJF's like, you motherfucker. Just mean mugging him. And then Jay White's like, and if you ain't down with all of this that I said about your dumb ass, I got two words for you. And you think it's going to be guns up? But he says, get him. And here comes the gangbang. And they're bop, bop, bop. And MJF is getting over on him. And then he loses his composure because he's pumped up. And then that's when old Rock Hard hits him with his dick or whatever he does. And then they're beating up MJF. And then we stand over MJF. And there you go. That's the visual. The gangbang gang stands over MJF. End of show. That was the your gang dynamite. They gang banged him. And what'd you think? What'd you think of this ending segment? What'd you think of Dynamite as a whole? We have predictions coming up. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It is fun. And we're about to get into it. But the end of this just, yeah, it kind of solidified for me who I think is going to win the match. But what we do about the devil is the question that still lingers. And I don't want to beleaguer it too much here right now because we'll save that for our predictions right but that's what i was left going like okay i think i know who wins this match but well so here we go and who is the devil yeah so let's transition to our picks but before we actually get into the card i will ask you this do you think the payoff of finding out who the devil is is paid off at the pay-per-view i don't necessarily Uh, so the one caveat is mjf said he was going to find out who, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And does MJF the face not deliver on that, right? Um, is kind of a question mark, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's got to find out, right? Or he's kind of, he's kind of a wuss. Um, now or that's he's if dumb. The, if, or, or the devil doesn't show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so it's such a good storyline. That if we don't have a clear-cut plan for what this is, right, and it has to be impactful, then I don't do it now because, like, I'd bide time. Because I I feel like you can bide time with this, right? Mm-hmm. We can find out more, or we can at least find out more of who isn't, right? We can kind of clue this and lose a person where we're like, well, geez, it's clearly not Samoa Joe. He just got his fucking balls chopped off. Right, or it's like not or whatever Wardlow. it is, right? Yeah, or it's, it's not, not Wardlow. Wardlow yeah, he got thrown through a window or something. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's I... got MJF about to fucking throw him off of something, and the, the devil saves MJF because it's like it's not your time, right? Mm-hmm. And then like fuck, and then yeah, then he tosses Wardlow off the fucking fucking fourteenth floor. And we never see Wardlow again, please. So here's the thing that I think before we get into our picks. I here's my hope. I should say, obviously not knowing the payoff. I don't want to find out who it is at this pay-per-view because we have another pay-per-view in December. And I know AEW is notorious for a two-week build, and there you go, and it's an awesome match. Man, wasn't that great? And then we're done, right? But I want something to be the devil does the next monumental thing at full gear that then takes you to world's end, and then that is where MJF has to face the devil. I got this. Oh, I got this. Here's how I do it. Okay. MJF does find out who the devil is. We don't. Ooh. So, match is happening. The devil starts rearing his head, right? The devil things start happening. MJF is fighting for his life. He manages to sneak out of there with a the victory, but he's escaping the devil. 
and kind of like running maybe through the, you know, as, let's say he's got the victory. That we're, we're getting ready to close the show. He's running away from this devil. Or so he thinks, right? He turns the corner and now he's face to face. We see that MJF sees who it is. And he's fucking like scared shit in his pants for like seeing a ghost. And then we fade to black and we don't know what the fuck happened, right? And mm-hmm. we come back to Wednesday and MJF is shook and not the same, right? He's a broken human. He hasn't slept in weeks and he knows who the devil is, but he can't fucking tell us, right? Like he can't, mm-mm, nope, nope. And the story continues, right? People are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Who is it? Whatever. He's like, no, nah, uh, uh, no, right? Like now he's fucking anxiety ridden going whatever and the devil's after him, but we still don't know who it is, but I think he knows who it is. I love that. Here's where I would add to it. I would, so we'll just give it, I think we're both saying that MJF wins, which we'll get make our official pick when we get there, but MJF wins. I would revisit all out 2022, where Mm. if you remember CM Punk beats John Moxley, and then we get a video package of all the things CM Punk said in ring of honor and all of that. Well, now we're running it back with what all MJF used to say. Oh, the greatest trick was oh, yeah. the devil, all of that, right? Definitely see this and happening. Mm-hmm. All the video, right? And then we go to black. The devil walks out with the mask on, but that video, to your point, tells MJF who the fuck this person is in front of him. But to us, it's a fucking mask, right? But to him, whatever that promo package was, or yeah, we get that realization where he's like, yeah. He yeah. can say one line, you know what I mean? Uh, like the devil's always on your shoulder, you know, something like that. And he's like, yeah, fuck, like, I, I know exactly. I knew right. it was you. I fucking right? knew. Yeah. Yeah. Something right. Yeah. 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 And he can kick the ropes and yeah, he's like, yeah, I know yeah. it was you. Right. But yeah, yeah. Th- so then that's the end of the, po- uh, the pay-per-view, right? Is he then ashamed you come to, to Wednesday- tell us? Well, no, then you come to Wednesday's dynamite. And like you said, he's fucking just scared shit. Like I, you know, Renee's backstage. He goes, Renee, like cut the shit. We're not talking right now. Get out of my locker room. Right. The devil then on that dynamite episode is still poking him. And again, saying phrases that MJF knows that means nothing to us. Right. Yeah. But he's clearly bothered by these phrases. Right. right? So you do that. You do that another week. That's why the peanut butter jar was left in the fridge. And he's like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. You son of a so, bitch. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> but you, you do that for two weeks. Cause again, you got world's end, right? You do that for two weeks on the third week. MJF says devil. I know who you are and we're coming to a head Del- at world's end. I'm putting my championship on the line against you. Show your face. Cause I know who you are. And we're, we're going to fight for the world championship. So, but then who could it be? Because again, if we do this again, if we're like, aha, he knows who it is, but we don't. And he's creeped out. It has to be even a bigger hit than what they would have to deliver if they deliver at this pay-per-view. Right? So again, mm-hmm. if it's good, man, hold it off. Right? If you don't know what it is yet, hold it off. Right? If it's like, okay, this is it, and it's like, it's a decent storyline, then fine, I'll take it at full, at full gear. But I, the better play is to not give it to us at full gear. because Give it to us at World's End. Oh, and I yeah. would have, again, this is what I would do. I would have, a still, the promo is a devil mask and MJF, right, on each side of the poster. And then you have the motherfucker walk out, have him come out to 
uh, sympathy for the devil from the Rolling Stones. Because if you remember, that's what he came out to at the ladder match. Remember? Have yep. the devil walk out to that same song and you have the reveal be right before the match. The boom. And then MJF is like, motherfucker. Because you could even say like, oh shit, he knew and now it's realization. Or it could be, oh shit, I thought that was someone else. And it's you, you know. Oh like shit, that. I thought it was Hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the match. I'd still have MJF win. But I would have the devil be mm. revealed there. That's Man, so interesting. All right. All right, so let's get into our AW full gear predictions, right? More on this, who is the devil? But goddamn, I feel like it's one of the best storylines we've had in a long time, right? So we're going to start. This is on AEW's website, alleliterestling.com, right now as of Thursday night. So if more things get added and Tom and I have the time, we'll make our additional picks on the side and update folks if need be. But we're going to have these picks. Tom and I are going to make some picks. The loser of this picks will have to wear this Jeff Jarrett shirt. This off-centered, off-kiltered, very soft, very fine quality Pro Wrestling Tees t-shirt. Speaking of fine quality Pro Wrestling Tees t-shirt, pick up the Spanish Announce Table t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Tom, are you ready to make some predictions and lose and wear this shirt? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Remember, at the end of this as well, Tom, you have a champion's advantage. So at the end of this... After we replay all the picks, we find the few picks that we made different choices on, and you're going to select one of those as the tiebreaker pick, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To avoid any like ties. Right. right. To avoid I like any it. ties. Yep. So here we go with the Zero Hour, the Dolph Ziggler kickoff show. Dolph Ziggler. The ROH World Tag Team Championships are on the line where MJF, and as it says here, three question marks, takes on the guns. Um, I feel like the guns win here. I feel like this is the start of like, uh-oh, is MJF losing everything? Right? Like, I think he doesn't squeak by here. I think the guns get these titles, and now it's looking like, uh-oh, now the whole Bang Bang Gang's got all these titles. MJF, it's over for you. So I feel like I'm going to... This feels rough to say because I know we're all MJF and he's overcoming all the obstacles, but I feel like we're selling what happens later, and I feel like we've got to get MJF in the pit of despair here. So I okay, feel so like hold the on. guns win here. Okay, hold on. You said three mm -hmm. question marks. Are you mm -hmm. saying MJF goes at this alone, or does he pick up a partner? Mm, that would change it. Mm. <sighs> does he pick up Samoa Joe? Man, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he tries to go at it alone. Ooh, okay. I mean, he he beat the uh the the wackos at the last one by himself, so maybe he could do it again. The wackos, that would have been better against the young bucks. What's that team? The righteous. The righteous would have been better. Anyhow, oh, the sorry. righteous would have been amazing. Yeah. Um yeah. man, yeah, ah, but we've hit so much on Samoa Joe that I feel like we have to go there. Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm gonna say in fact you might have talked me out of it tom i think he talked me out of it i didn't I say know. anything i just said are you is he picking a partner i think he's picking up samoa joe and i think they retain these tag team titles and i think he owes samoa joe a world title shot i love it so i'm so gonna say MJ from samoa joe 
So I am saying that as well. But here's the reason why I'm saying it. It's because of some underlying storytelling, in my opinion. So I feel like these Ring of Honor tag team titles have been a tool used by Adam Cole to wear down MJF. Because if you recall, hey, it's me and you at the pay-per-view. But before that, let's try to get the tag team championships. Okay. Hey, I'm hurt now. Why don't you defend those championships? Two on one? Yeah, try it. Okay. Hey, now you defend the championships again. I know who you should pick. Joe. Your pal, Joe. You don't trust him, but it'd well, be if you remember, fun. he was like, hey, you weren't. Or no, no, that was MJF that was going to hit Cole with the ring. Never mind. I had it yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. But, but it's this tool I feel like that Adam Cole has been using against MJF without MJF even realizing it. So I do think that him and Samoa Joe pick up the or retain the tag team championships. But the reason is, is Adam Cole is because, finally convinces him. He's like, please, man, please, please, I can't be there to help mm-hmm. you. I'm stuck here. I'm still he's in so rehab. good. He's man, so good. Oh, yeah, he's so good. My ankle's still bad, man. I'll be there if I can, but, like, I, I promise you, man, look, you're going to owe him this title shot, but you can beat him, man. We'll figure out a plan. Like, he, but and you know it's all. Back. You know you'll beat them. Yeah. Yeah, and you know I'll come back and we'll be tag champs again, you know, in yeah, no we'll, time. We'll, we'll, we'll plan a way. We know how to scheme around Samoa Joe. We've all beat him before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so, but it's this tool as we progress weeks over weeks that Adam Cole keeps on, hey, but you've got one more uh championship run and you defend the titles one more time on collision or whatever it may be right and so yeah i got uh mjf and joe winning here because i think the tag titles is going to eventually be the thing that runs mjf into the ground for something later but that's what my pick is for this one what's next tim guns fuck guns yeah fucking shooting blanks Put the guns down. Anyway, all right. Uh, TBS Championship is on the line as Chris Statlander defends against Julia Hart and Sky Blue. In this is a triple threat. Yes. So is it? Is it? I feel I'm gonna go ahead and say Julia Hart wins the TBS Championship here. I think the whole couple weeks ago, Sky Blue actually blew missed into julia's face was just a mm-hmm. swerve for lack of a better term and i think here's where she goes i'm a minion of the house of black and julia hart and she helps julia hart beat chris statlander for the tbs championship i don't even mind if we get julia hart away from house of black and she's just her own spooky entity and group you know what i mean like she can be friendly and affiliated with house of black, but like i don't need them all meeting together every time right like julia hart and in the in the women's division can be leading this spooky flock doing her own thing and i don't need malachi black hanging in the back of every fucking promo you know what i mean yeah i mean i wouldn't mind that angle right like a a raven's flock for women i, I think that'd be fine i do yeah. like the adjacent thing to where because then you could almost position her she's in the house of black these other girls aren't her flock maybe like let's do that yeah that's what i'm saying yeah like uh it's a but she's almost like a uh rhea ripley where when it's the house of black decision making time she's actually the one that's saying malachi go after right. ricky Starks right. or whatever it is yeah but so. that's what i mean like the house of black is now not also sky blue right like that's what i mean like yes. you have her old right like minions but they're not members of the house of black if that makes sense i would prefer that mm-hmm. but yes i think julia hart tbs championship Minion one and more to follow.
Yep, love it. All right. The AEW World Tag Team Championships are on the line. Where? Geez, we got a lot going on here, right? We got FTR. We got LFI. We got House of Black. And we got Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And I don't think these guys are losing this title yet. So I think Starks and Bill come away through nefarious measures somehow, right? We get a sneaky, you know, ovarian delight. We get a Kansas City cunt punt. You know, or Big Bill finally catches a motherfucker and choke slams him through something and they come away with these titles still. Starks and Bill. So here's the hard thing. What I, if I'm betting, which this Mm -hmm. is kind of what we're doing, it's Starks and Big Bill. Mm -hmm. What I think may happen though is we get a House of Black title uh, party and the House of Black get the tag team championships. Julia Hart's her TBS champion. And now the most dominating faction in all of AEW God. is the House of Black. I, I feel like there's some legs to this Starks and Bill thing, mostly if nothing else to help can solidify Ricky Starks as an up and coming star. Um, so they don't yeah. necessarily need the tag team titles, but it helps um, them losing it now doesn't make the team look very formidable you know what i mean right the the way i can see it happening is lfi and house of black essentially cancel each other out because they're too busy going after each other that then becomes a faction warfare and then ftr by just you know being in the in the mix is the one who takes the pin and then we're like, is FTR still got it? Like we could run with that storyline. And then Big Bill and Ricky Starks just run out with the titles by the skin of their teeth, right? So I'm going to ah fuck, I don't like that shirt, but I'm doing it. I'm going House of Black. Ooh, going House of Black. Going right, House of first divergent. And we can't say pick. all the same fucking things. God damn it. That's mainly I know. why I said it. If we're doing this too much, my next move is we'll start doing this where the winner gets the first pick and you have you can't pick the same thing the winner picked, right? And then we'll then we'll like flip-flop picks, you know what I mean? How or about that one? or we we have to write it down ahead of time and stick with it. Or or I like this one. Like we'll come up with like, "All right, time you get first pick, you're going to look at the matches and you're going to pick one, you're going to be like, "I'm picking this one and I'm picking this person." And I default have to take other person or pick one of the other things right and then i get the next pick right like i'll be like okay i'm gonna pick the next match right like so we'll workshop that if we're doing this too many right if each time we do this we only have two different picks well then it doesn't help yeah we'll we'll Mm. workshop it out this is the beauty of watching us live guys we workshop this shit live next match tom Mm -hmm. okay so you're saying house of black i'm saying starks and bill we're gonna go to the aew women's world championship is on the line hikaru shida tony storm Man, everything says put the title on Tony Storm, doesn't it? A million percent. And Hikaru Shida can always lose this and be okay because she's the most like solidified baby face. You know what I mean? She loses this. It's not as if she goes now, away. She- the whole thing is Tony Storm could lose this too. This Maria May can get in the way. Luther can fuck something up. Anything can happen, right? And the Tony Storm character is fine. But I feel like this is so the lightning in a bottle moment where you should capture it right now. Yeah. I think she can uh, give the, I, like with the thing she could give her like acceptance speech to like, you like me, you really like me thing. Oh, like, yeah. God damn it. We could go so many ways with this. Well, and also 
you know, looking at all the promotional materials, just as a pro wrestling fan, it's Tony storm that they're showing, right? They're not showing a car on those little bottom thirds. It's it's Tony storm. Tony storm's the one getting the, the promo the week before the pay-per-view. It ain't a car And like I said, Sheeta has lost this match before and then been fine and had banger of a match with whoever it is. So yeah, Tony storm. And I think if I'm booking this, it's Maria May, Tony Storm. Is she my friend? Is she not? Then we get that payoff at whatever pay-per-view. But here's where I think the ultimate payoff is. I think the ultimate payoff, I'm going way ahead of you here, but I think the ultimate payoff is at the uh, Wembley show, the next Wembley show, champion Tony Storm versus the returning Jamie Hader. And then we're getting Jamie Hader, Hader time. Oh, I forgot about Jamie Hader. Because Jamie Hader lost her title to Tony Storm. Remember in like the weird ass way? Jamie Hader's the devil. All right. We figured this there out. it is. Jamie Hader's the devil. All right. In the 40 and older round, we've got Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks. With the caveat, remember this. If ah, yes. the Young Bucks win, the Golden Jets are no more. If the Golden Jets win, then they get the Young Bucks title shot. So remember that as you're making your pick. So as I'm making my pick, I say, well, the Young Bucks don't need that title shot, right? But neither do Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. And it's easy to just say, okay, the Golden Jets are not a thing anymore, right? So that's where I'm going to say the Young Bucks win. Feels wrong to say, but I'm going to say Young Bucks win. I'm going Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Damn it. But here's why. Here's why. The Young Bucks don't wrestle anyone but their friends. They're wrestling Pinta and Ray Phoenix or Butcher and Blade or Private Party or the Hardys. And as I mentioned, House of Black is tag champions in my world. Even Ricky Starks and Bill, Big Bill in your world are tag champs. Those motherfuckers aren't wrestling the Young Bucks. I can't see them wrestling Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, though. And so that and also they can't get rid of a team and then because they stay true to what they say. You know what I mean? Like Cody never got the world championship shot after yeah. they lost to Jericho. So I don't think the Golden Jets are never again because they might need them in a year. They might need them in two years, right? So for that reason, you need to keep them around as an option. And so I think it's Kenny and Jericho. Yeah, you're probably right. Eh, probably not. Young Bucks winning makes sense because they went heel. So to solidify a well, more heel me, turn. Yeah, it's it's you get rid of Omega and Jericho. Well, okay, they weren't really a thing and nobody thinks like they're amazing. So what do we give a fuck? And then Young Bucks keep their title shot. Well, okay, well, they lose the championship, man. Well, give a shit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all of this was for nothing anyway. So yeah, because I think either I think either the Young Bucks in the match go heel and win, or Kenny and Chris win the match afterwards then the young bucks go young bucks go heel now they're the well but the tag team champions are the heels too they're starks and big bill but if starks and bill versus the young bucks talking shit back and forth would be great that'd be great but in my world has black they can kind of be a tweener they could be spooky and good or be spooky and bad so yeah the young bucks can just be like these fucking yeah fucking guys emo dorks right yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Which all right. Them calling dorks. <laughs> them calling someone a dork. Okay. 
Anyhow. <laughs> Dad was a cool guy. Taught him what was cool. Mm-hmm. Then we got a trios match. Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne versus Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, and Sting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Adam Copeland gets the victory over Nick Wayne. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on, right? Christian Cage and Luchasaurus looking on ominously, and this storyline continues. Mm-hmm. Ish. The Christian Cage Adam Copeland storyline continues while Sting goes on to his next retirement run story. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, Team Edge. Mm-hmm. Team Edge, both of us. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it'll be fun. Nobody's It'll be fun to get Christian and to win a goddamn. Yeah. Christian (laughs) and Adam Copeland to punch each other in the face. That'll be fun to see. Yeah. So, all right. AEW International Championship is on the line. It'll probably open the show. Orange Cassidy Mm -hmm. versus John Moxley. Two. Oh, man. I feel like. I'm done with the Orange Cassidy against all odds. We 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 were done with it. Now he's got the title again, and he's kind of saying the same things, and I'm like, ah, brother, I felt like this was already done. So I feel like Moxley wins? I'm saying Moxley wins, and I'm purely doing it from a peeking behind the curtain aspect where I think he won the international championship. He gave it up in an audible, if that's what you want to believe from the reports. So they have plans for him to run with this in different storylines. And so that we got to get that back on track. Now with Orange Cassidy, that's an interesting story because now his his title is gone a second time to the same person who took it the first time. Yeah. And then we can explore different angles with that. So I got Moxley winning this. I would love Orange Cassidy, as we said, being involved with the Tony Storm thing. But the caveat is, as you said with Tony Storm earlier, we've got to make it silent movies then. Mm-hmm. Where there's no words, right? And he's just always doing the thing, right? We mm-hmm. might get a whatever, and it's just like, whatever. whatever. I didn't even capitalize, yeah. right? Just whatever, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so John Moxley, new international champion, huh? Yep, because I think they had something planned for uh... – because what pay-per-view was he hurt at? Or what pay-per-view was he hurt that then he couldn't perform at the pay-per-view? Was it Forbidden Door? or What was the was, last pay-per-view? Was it the one we were going to? I don't uh, No, Yeah, I can't remember. I don't Anyhow, know. I think they had plans for him to take on someone at that pay-per-view. I think they still want that to take place. And so uh, that's why they... It was who had it. It was Phoenix. It was going to be him Phoenix. and Phoenix. And then, Mo- and then Cassidy filled in for Moxley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I, I still think there's someone else. I think there's someone New oh. Japan style guy. Oh, that's man. my guess. That's my guess. Love the New Japan over there. I forgot. They really love mm-hmm. the New Japan. Okay, we're down to two matches. The show stealer, I predict. Mm, Swerve no, Strickland, Hangman Adam Page, and brother, I'm telling you, Swerve Strickland wins this match. It's well, okay, good. I'm glad you said that because we're uh, gonna disagree. The, mm. You forgot one. Well, you forgot one aspect of this match. It's a Texas Death Match. Yeah. You know what? Well, you know one match that Hangman has yet to lose, Texas Death Match, and you know yeah, who he's beaten. But it beaten? has to happen here. No, because you know who he's beaten. He's beaten Lance Archer and the craziest motherfucker in AEW, John Moxley. He hung John Moxley. No, it is 1 million percent going to be. I bet you Hangman, ooh, that'd be a bad optic, but I bet you Hangman 
fucking hangs, hangs a man. Yeah, well, hangs where yeah. struggling, but he's a black guy. So better you don't not want do that. that yeah, we yeah. better not do that. Hangman can't be hanging nobody, especially no sort of Strickland. Yeah, Tom. Mm-hmm. Listen though, the thing is. Oh my God! We might as well go ahead and trade Swerve Strickland off to a different promotion then. Like, no, we could use Swerve Strickland in the main event. A win over Hangman. Hangman can survive a loss to Swerve. No, in in well, a fucking Texas Death Match. Yes. So, this is what I think. I think Hangman wins because it's his match, mm. Texas Death Match. I think they're gonna solidify this as something to where. He loses it at a bigger moment. This is a big moment, but a bigger moment, right? Let's say Hangman is fighting for something. Well, I'm saying the Texas death match. He'll lose it to something at a bigger moment. But I I think Hangman wins this, and then Swerve Strickland says, oh, fucking cool. We did your match. Now we're going to do my match. And then the third match is then where Swerve at World's End. It's whatever street fight. Yeah. Yeah whatever yeah he ends this with his match then hangman does his existential crisis looks to the young bucks young bucks flip him off and then he's like where the fuck do i go and then we get young buck or hangman fun stuff and then swerve strickland can elevate to the next level because swerve strickland is a world championship contender but not with mjf that is the wrong mix that can't that's that ain't gonna work so you gotta yeah, that's put true. Him... So we'd have to bide his time with somebody else right. in between. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you MJF know is still with? the face, if MJF is well. still the baby face, the uber baby face, and now comes mm-hmm. in Swerve, evil well, you motherfucker. Know, you know who I would? So I this is my storytelling here with my yeah. pen. Let me let me grab my pen here. This is what I would do with Swerve Strickland. So he loses this. World's in. It's his style of match, whatever that it's called. Wins that. Hangman then goes, what the fuck? Existential crisis. He goes off to something else. Swerve then says, well, I got this spot, but I want someone else's. I want the backbone of this company. Kenny? And he calls out Kenny Omega. And then Kenny Omega and Swerve Strickland have something to where Swerve said, hey, remember the guy who beat you for the championship? He ain't even around now because of me. And then he goes after Kenny Omega saying, I already have his spot. That's not good enough. I want your spot. You're the EVP around here, aren't you? And then you get Kenny and Swerve doing similar yeah. things. But Swerve could say, go. they say you're the cleaner. I like things a little dirty around here. Mm-hmm. So yep. I got to get rid of you, it sounds like. Right? Yeah, like just, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And also, I think going back to this match specifically, I don't think you can do a home invasion and then Hangman lose that. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. you can. God damn it. God damn it, Tom. <laughs> so that's why I, I like got this shirt. Right, I don't want to fucking wear this shirt again. <laughs> Look at this thing. Look at it. Look at his face. You want to wear that yeah. on your chest? You want to put his face on your tits? I know you do. Here's a question I have for you. Tomorrow <laughs> night's collision. I just want to pose a question to you. Yeah. Tomorrow night's collision is a meet and greet. With Jeff and Karen Jarrett, would you go to that? No, it's free. <laughs> no, but I'd pay. And uh, I'm like, you fucking no. suck. <laughs> if it's like one of those where, like, hey, stand in line after the show. You already paid for the show. You get the meet and greet with it. Maybe just because, yeah, then I'm gonna sling them some fucking gotcha questions or something. Maybe. Oh, I just I take a picture yeah. with them and flip them off. I'd just be like, fuck you. That'd be fun. 
He'd be like, yeah, let's do the strut. And then right when he does it, be like, fucking give him uh-huh. the bird. <laughs> give him the bird. All right. And then in the easiest outcome to predict, mm-hmm. MJF retains the big mm-hmm. Burberry belt. Wins the match over Jay White. Yes. Yes. All right. So now we got that taken care of. So let's talk about the two other things. We kind of talked about the devil thing. But let's just Are have we counting fun. these as if you get it right, you get a point? No, 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 no. Okay. No. These are just fun. These are just we'll, exhibition we'll that, picks. Yeah. And then if it becomes like we're picking too much, then we'll use that kind of stuff. We're wagering points again. Remember that? Exhibition um, picks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So well, the reveal. I feel like if you guess this right, we should give you a point. <laughs> nah. All right. So maybe, right. but no. Um, all right. So let's, even if they don't pay off the devil, let's just say they do. Let's pick who the devil is. You go with your pick and I will go with mine. Or do you want to do the signing first? There's a, there's no, that's fine. The devil, man, to me right now, it is either Adam Cole or it is MJF. And we have two different ways to go here. Right. And it depends on, are we, was MJF fucking us all the whole time? And, you know, I mean, he's letting his friends down. And Adam Cole's like, dude, what the fuck? You were the devil. You did fuck him. You couldn't just do it the right way, like, or whatever, right? And then he's like, fuck you, right? And then we get that. I feel like that's kind of lame, if I'm being honest. So I feel like it's going Adam Cole. I'll be real honest, though. I don't know that Adam Cole leads the devil and whomever that is with him, whether it's the kingdom or whatever. Like, I don't know if that's really going to hit all that well either. But I would say if we get a reveal Saturday, November 18th, at the Kia Forum, at AEW Full Gear, it's Adam Cole. I agree. I think all points lead to Adam Cole. I think sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer. As I mentioned, I don't think you need to overthink every single thing and try to outsmart the IWC and be like, well, it was actually bleh. I think it's Adam Cole. Here's what I think we get, though. Here's honestly what I think we actually get with the devil. We get the devil in a moment where it's a moment where we think it's Adam Cole. It's fucking Adam Cole. It's Adam Cole. And then Adam Cole walks into the scene and we're like, fuck. And then we don't know. And then we continue the story. Well, and that could, oh, that could, look, that would be the coolest. As I mentioned, I don't want to know on Saturday. I want to be the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger could also be MJF retains, holds his championship up. We go backstage. And it's the devil and his goons, and they're taking out Adam Cole. Adam Cole was going to be there to celebrate with him. Yeah. Jeff never even made it into the ring because he or got attacked this. backstage. Or we get the devil tries to do something. MJF finds a way to barely foil it. We get this like ah uh, this moment, and he's like, "I fucking know who you are. I fucking it's fucking you, Adam. I know it's you. I know it's you, Adam." And then we cut to that video screen, and Adam Cole's getting his ass beat by the devil. And the devil just walks away, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, who the fuck is it? Right? Right. Yeah. And it's horn Something swoggle. like that. It's fucking hornswoggle, goddammit. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or another person you could eliminate mm-hmm. is the devil and his goons takes out Roderick Strong, right? Because right. people think it could be Roderick Strong. It's Roderick Strong and the kingdom getting taken out. Well, then you go, well, who the fuck's the group, right? Because that's the other thing that I question is, 
if we get this reveal because there have been men attacking the acclaimed and then attacking Jay White, is it the devil and a group or is it just the devil and not necessarily like hired guns, but like miscellaneous, like the people don't matter. You know what I mean? It's each week. It's just hooded people that are attacking whoever the devil wants. Right. That would be my next question is, are we saying that's the devil and a group or are All we right. just saying it's the devil? That's 100 to 1 odds, but I'm making you – you've got to bet 10 Gs. Is it CM Punk? <laughs> no fucking okay. way. No fucking way is it CM Punk. No. I will – I will – Oh, God, I this will, is going to be great audio. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I will – what's something that I could do here? I will eat paper on this show. I will take three notebook – pieces of paper and eat it on this show you might want to consult your CM physician <laughs> no i'll do it i'll eat it right there on the podcast better than hot chip <laughs> oh jesus christ i remember when you were like we should do a hot chip challenge i was like i'm gonna be real honest with you i suffer from acid reflux disease there's no way in hell i'm doing this challenge with you <laughs> oh. the bomb i still think about that the worst thing about the bomb that that uh, the whole experience was not yeah. the tasting of the chip and the hot in, in my mouth. Mm. It was the digestion and in oh, my sternum. Yeah. I've had to put an ice pack on my sternum because of my sternum. That's what was I was saying. So I was like, I already have issues with that. Yeah. What you're yeah. describing with normal Fuck things. This. I ain't like, let's fucking burn it all. <laughs> let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's make a transplant needed. All right. So we both Fuck think it. it's Adam I'll Cole. If we no, get, if I'll we, do that. I'll do it. I'll do two <laughs> chips with the bomb sauce if it's CM Punk. Because paper takes too long. That's a that's a too long. I of an in audio no thing. way want it to be CM Punk until you said but that. You kind of, yeah. <laughs> you said that. That's what I'll, I'll say. That if it, if it is CM Punk, I will have two chips with the bomb sauce mm. on it and eat it on the podcast. It's not CM Punk. Yeah, it ain't CM Punk. Um, all right, so who's the big reveal? Spoiler alert. It's Are boss time. It's ah, that seems the... Okay, so here's my thought on this. What if she's the devil? All right. Well, but here's my thought on this. It seems like, as I mentioned, the obvious answer is the right answer, so do it. But sometimes if you do too much of the obvious answer, then it becomes like, well, give us something shocking, right? So if you're saying it's Adam Cole as the devil, let's just say in my world, it's Adam Cole. Then I think the signing needs to be a little bit of a swerve, not Who swerve would be shocking, not shocking, but surprising, right? Oh, and Tony Khan has a big history of signing white dudes he used to love. And I would not be shocked if that new signing is Dolph Ziggler. Is he available yet? So I know they were talking about a lot of the WWE I don't folks know. are like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So my bet, my bet is I'm going to say, look, I'm not going to be shocked if it's Mercedes Monet. That feels like the biggest layup. The OP says it will be Mercedes Monet with a zebra print hair dye. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I want to be different. And so I'm going to say it's Dolph Ziggler because then I hope him and his brother 
can inject some infusion into the tag team division. And then we get some fun stuff with Hardy's and Nemeth, uh, uh, ass boys and neem like you can do brother tag the lucha bros versus neem you can do all brother tag team wrestling for a while um so i think that's what my hope is it's unfortunately it's another white dude signed to aw but i hope it's Dolph ziggler i don't want fuck mercedes monet she is so cringeworthy she is the fucking worst tim i think it's gonna be mercedes monet I, I would like so, it to be Dolph. Too. As much as Dolph was done and like, I can't, like, it would yeah. be unique to see Dolph, like, without that machine over him, right? Like, what mm-hmm. would Dolph say and do when he had free reign, right? Because we've met Dolph. He's an interesting mm-hmm. character, right? Even well, in person, like, he's unique. Yeah. It, it feels like he could have the opportunity that Christian Cage has had, right? Where Christian in WWE was kind of paint by numbers. We're kind of getting the same thing every no time. No reason Dolph couldn't do world title level runs. Like he's still well, fit, yeah. still looks the and part. And that's what I'm saying. You get Christian Cage saying, um, what did he say now to Adam Copeland? I already forgot when he whispered in his ear. Oh, <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like getting Ziggler those what do we call Dolph Ziggler though is it just his regular name just his real name yeah whatever what is his real name it's fucking I mean because he's or Nick Nemeth or whatever Ryan Nemeth Nick yeah yeah Nick and Ryan Nemeth yeah so we Nick Nemeth yeah the Nemeth brothers and then you get him to do something Ryan is fun if you watch those BTEs he he he's fun he could do some things has anybody seen is Dolph doing comedy shows since his release what's he going what's his name being booked Ryan or Nick, I think it's Nick. Oh, is it yeah. Nick Mammoth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's doing comedy shows. I think I'm pretty certain. I know what he's doing it with his brother. What if it's Danhausen? <laughs> I just want to be Danhausen. I know he's already signed, but like he's coming back. Let's just fucking we sign Danhausen again. <laughs> what if it's evil Danhausen and Danhausen is the devil? Then we fucking stop with all this bullshit, and it's you want to see the devil. Motherfucker, Dan I was here no all along. A joke, yeah. I, I was no never teeth. knocking the teeth. That way, you think I got them teeth? Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. knock them out of folks. Because if you if you cut the bullshit out of the Dan Housen character and make it scary, creepy clown Dan Housen Saw version, right? Like yeah. steal from Saw. I get people disappeared. I yeah. get jars full and, of teeth. Where do you think the teeth come from? And as that character having people work on his behalf just elevates him to where then he does that one match and it's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Hmm? Dan Housen is not the devil, but no, I know, but it would be fun. Uh, by the way, side note about this young uh, pay-per-view <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> side note about this pay-per-view. Uh, as you mentioned, sting is going to be in a trios match. Uh, Saturday's match for sting will be his 11th match of 2023 matching the same total as WWE champion Roman Reigns. Fuck you, WWE. So, Tom, before we go then, there's three matches you have to choose from. House of Black versus Ricky Starks, Big Bill, and the other two teams they take on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Young Bucks versus Omega and Jericho, or Hangman versus Swerve Strickland. Which one are you most confident in as the tiebreaker? Hangman and Swerve. All right. Okay. God, I hope we tie and you lose on that. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hope. No, I hope, I don't know I hope this tiebreaker that we've installed happens to one of us. And of course, I hope it happens to you. Uh, that, you know, you're like, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> this the one that I'm the one that I'm the least confident in is the tag team championship. That's the one. Yeah, the, uh, I agree. Yeah. House of I think Black. you did that just to pick something different because you're like, fuck. I did. Like, yeah. I think we I both agree. get AW and kind of how they roll. So I think it's easy. You're right. We may have to move to a different style of like, you pick a match and then I pick a match and like we're we're left with the remaining, right? And we're hoping mm-hmm. that you got it wrong kind of a thing, which is almost, that's unique. That's almost like a fantasy draft kind of a thing, right? We might move mm-hmm. to that. We'll see how this goes this week. But I know what will be happening is you will be wearing the Jeff Jarrett, the J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R-E-double-T shirt. Yeah, smelling good. Smelling funky. I'm going to spill some stuff on it, too. I'm going to go eat, a, like, a hot dog with some mustard. Well, don't ruin the shirt. <laughs> I paid for Jesus. it. <laughs> yeah. It already has a fucking horrible image on it. You don't need to make it worse. Yeah, look, it's already stained. Yeah, it's already stained smiling with that face fucking, of Jericho. Fucking carny piece of shit. Yeah. Look, they didn't even, like, clean up the shadows on his face. Look at that. Oh, yeah. It just that looks good. all cavernous. It yeah. looks like he doesn't even have his false teeth in. Like, come on, Jeff. Theo P says the chosen one. So anyway, hit us up with your predictions, right? And if you don't feel like you beat us in the predictions, then go buy a shirt with the Spanish announce table on Pro Wrestling Tees. And until next week, uh, we'll just fucking leave you with the It's Orange Swaggle. The Spanish announce table.